0: Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners following our dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right. And we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Supermama Super Mama sisterhood. sisterhood.
1: And I was jumping on the waves with Carista, and it was like, oh my God, this is the best ever. And we get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. Ah! I was like, I wish I didn't have any kids within like three hours. <laughs> she stopped me right
0: there. She was like, Reese, I want you to understand this. I seriously believe that our children choose us and we don't choose our children. Right. Your baby chose you to be his mom. Mm-hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted and he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's right.
1: We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. ¿Listas? Here we go. ¡Súper <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you,
0: sister? I'm doing super well. Hello super mamas. Just off the bat, Carolina <laughs> on to be with us today for this intro. She is Important. part of our interview of the meat of the show, but she's not here right now because she's on her Wonderful anniversary. Los 15 de, de Pau y Ramiro. <laughs> los Quince de Pau y Ramiro. Hashtag Los Quince I, I do pa- love watching her Portland stories. I've never been to Portland.
2: <laughs> it's so nice. I it love it. But it looks so beautiful. I love Portland. It's so chill. And it smells so good up, up there. Really? <laughs> like I got out of the car when I went. I got out of the car and it just smelled so amazing. So fresh. It was a smell of moss. Just like growing, and I even like my friends was like, I was, I turned to them. I'm like, this is the most like amazing smell. And they're like, yeah, it's moss. It's just nature. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we don't get this in L.A. I only, I only smell smog and pee, a <laughs> human pee and animal pee, and not fecal matter. Yeah, fecal matter. I do not dog, smell. Dog fecal I do not smell moss and trees. So it's nice. It's nice up there. The Pacific
0: Northwest. I am thinking of going over there. By the way, what's happening for Christmas? I'm having this whole situation in my head because every year, well, every year, for the past few years, we've traveled to Oaxaca. And I think every single year we've had Christmas together as a family. And when I mean as a family, I mean our mom and our dad and us siblings. But now, Paulina, after our episode with Yesenia, Mrs. Hashtag Despertada, I'm like, she says that she does not want to put her kids through another trip to Oaxaca this that, year. Yeah, because they, sense. because they also don't want to go.
2: Krista um, said she legit doesn't want to go to Oaxaca. For Christmas. For Christmas, because Santa doesn't go all the way over there.
0: Because <laughs> that's what Paulina told her. See, <laughs> so now it just backfired. It does backfired So I'm having this whole situation to where I need to know what we're going to do. Because if Paulina's not going... You know, Fernando is, you know, I don't know, now uh, has...
2: <laughs> out there in love somewhere.
0: He's in love. So, I. you know, I don't know what his deal is going to be with his girl. And then, uh, does that mean that we're not... Does that mean mom and dad are coming here? Like, what's the deal? We got to figure this out. It's crazy that it's still September, yet I'm, like, freaking out about holiday season already. Because we got to get a flight. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that now is the time to plan for that yeah because if and this is what goes for all of you ladies listening if you all need to plan what thanksgiving and your what well your thanksgiving and your and your christmas or uh your holidays are going to look like because if not it's all going to come as a surprise and i think that's what causes stress during the holiday season like not knowing what's up you know Hmm. anyway how was your weekend
2: it was great. I was with you.
0: Yeah, I was part of this food festival in Tijuana. And when they told me that they would give me two rooms and I can take anyone, I called all my single girlfriends. And when I mean single, I mean non-moms. <laughs> because it was non-moms. Last, well, it was not last minute, but it was not enough leeway to ask a mom to come with me. Does that yeah, make sense?
2: Yeah, definitely. Is that one
0: of these we we were leaving Friday coming back on Sunday I can't just call up like hey girl come on oh sure I'll just leave them you know with whoever like a mom's gotta make plans beyond plans that's gotta negotiations have to be had mm-hmm. and you know yeah I
2: had zero negotiations <laughs> I was just like yes I'm done I'm I'm there
0: and, and was this. so was the same response from my other <laughs> two friends uh, well one of them canceled last minute and then another friend came as well so mm-hmm. Uh, It was it was just great to be able to do that and have some time. I slept in till seven and then I went back to sleep. I made myself go back to sleep that morning and I said to myself, wow, what does it what does it feel like? How amazing does it feel? Because I had a room all by myself. Yeah. And I don't remember the last time I was in a room by myself alone. Like that's that. true.
2: It's funny because Paulina, if you see her stories right now, she's just like, I'm up at six. How do I go back to sleep?
0: Not be on your phone, <laughs> number one. But, you know, she's there with her husband and last time I went out, I went on a trip with my husband to Nashville. But I don't, rem- I don't think oh, Paulina has true. ever taken a trip on her, like, gone and, gone to sleep in a hotel room on but, Yeah, and you had like a little house. I had a little, I- you had a house to yourself. Well, it's not a house, but like, A pod. A pod. A pod. You had a
2: pod to your And own. even
0: when I go to Oaxaca, you know, I'm still in mo- I'm, I'm in mom and dad's house. I'm with my son. There's a constant, like, there's always somebody asking me for something. Like, mm-hmm. mom and dad, what are we doing tomorrow? What What's happening? What's this? Blah, blah, blah. What, what, what? What? Reset, reset. I'm like, ah! It was nice to just be in silence. <laughs> in legit silence because you were in the middle of nowhere. nowhere.
2: Yeah, there wasn't even light outside.
0: Do you like that? It was your first time there.
2: Yeah, it was my first time in in, yeah. Valladolid. Because we've been to Rosarito before with dad. Like a long time ago. Yeah. When we had dinner. We went to this really nice house. Oh, that's right. We went to visit the architect's house. I had bone marrow for the first time there. Yeah, that was really good. Um it was really nice. Um I wish we had like more time to like go out and actually visit the wineries right but i mean the festival itself was like real lit i mean
0: don't you think that would be a great christmas if we spend christmas in baja
2: yeah
0: but then again there's no snow i mean i guess
2: but i don't really like the snow i mean but it's gonna be it's gonna be cool
0: it's gonna be cold don't you think but but wouldn't it be nice though yeah if all of us get like a place and we go hang out but yeah
2: but then again it's also like traveling too i think paulina just doesn't want to travel with f- with her all her kids. <laughs> I was I was say her five kids.
0: Well all five of them, you mean. Well anyway, that's uh that's sort of where we are in life right now. I'm so ha- well thanks for coming with me. Yeah, to La La uh, thank you
2: for inviting me.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I had a
2: really really fun time. <laughs> yes,
0: you did. <laughs> yes, you did. It was nice to see It was nice to be s- surrounded by a bunch of cool hip just people you know I felt yeah. so, I just I felt like someone that's like I'm not a am not a r- regular mom I'm a cool mom that's how I felt at <laughs> that whole weekend I'm like oh Brad. yeah we oh, met some Brad. really cool people we met super super cool people and we
2: saw our old our friends from Oaxaca mm-hmm. that were out there so that was a nice surprise hipsters. super Mexican hipsters. I felt like everybody
0: was in uniform <laughs> I felt like everyone went shopping to the same place everyone had like a poncho and a hat and lunches and <laughs> like they had that coachella vibe but mexican way yeah i mean there are girls who were like in full on festival outfits but then like some that were just like i have a poncho and a hat and like i'm just cool like that you know <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm just here with a tank top full of salsa everywhere i had salsa on my chest i had salsa on my nose i just i was just like a hot mess <laughs> Your festival, you're not. You were not festival ready. I was definitely not festival <laughs> you're, ready. You were a festival chef ready. But anyway, this week on the show, we have Julissa Arce. Elizabeth, tell us a little bit about Julissa.
2: Yeah, Julissa Arce is a political commentator, speaker, writer, and bestselling author of My Underground American Dream. Julissa immigrated to America from Mexico at the age of 11 and was undocumented for almost 15 years. Some of them spent rising to prominence on Wall Street. She was named one of People's and Espanol's twenty-five most powerful women of twenty seventeen. She is a leading voice in the fight for social justice, immigrant rights, and education equality. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband and her two cats, Nico and Pancho. She her second book, "Someone Like Me," will be published today, or is
0: published today, and out today. Yes, congratulations, Julissa! And in the spirit of celebrating you, here is our interview with you, Julissa. Julisa Arce. Well, welcome, Julisa. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. My dear friend, you have so many titles and accolades to your name. For those of you who don't know you, as well as I do, <laughs> <laughs> please let us know who you are real quick. If you can, on the quick.
3: Sure. I'll be quick. Um, so my name is Julisa Arce. I am an author, a nationally best-selling author. Hey! Damn! Damn! um i am a writer and my second book someone like me is coming out this september 18th oh which i'm so, so excited, excited about
0: exciting. and we'll get to it right now but um oh yeah and just by the way before i was like i think even julissa was a mom so Julissa's not a mom do you have a dog though?
1: do you have a dog Any I,
0: pets? Ha-
3: I have i had a dog he passed away well oh. see you are a mom and two
1: cats see she's a mom she's a mom that's it that's all you need that's- <laughs> 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 to be taking care of another living creature. That's right. Yeah. I have and, plants. And I
3: take care of my husband. So, That's like, all yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. So, you
3: know, you know, you,
0: you know the struggle. Um, but we wanted to bring you in here, not just talk about your new book, but I feel like you have such an incredible story. And even the first time I heard about your story, I didn't even know you. Mm-hmm. But Patty stalked you and was like, we need to be friends with her. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I want to be friends with her. And then we became friends. Yes. Um, but you have such an incredible story. And I want to talk about. From the beginning, where you're from, and where did you grow up, and how did you find yourself in this great country that it is, the United States of America?
3: Yeah. Um I, I, I totally remember our first our first dinner, uh, which is awesome and I knew we were gonna be great friends. So um but so I was born in Tasco Guerrero, Mexico. Tasco is great. There, I've been there. I get so excited when I'm people who've been there because a lot of people don't know Taxco where the is. silver is from. Right, that's yes, right. So it's yes. three hours south of Mexico City. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful town. And that's where I was born and that's where I lived till I was 11 years old. Mm. And my parents, though, they started coming to the U.S. when I was three. And they would go back and forth between Mexico and the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I talk a lot. Of, that's a big focus of, of my new book is about being a child immigrant mm-hmm. and being left behind by my parents. Um, and then when I was 11, I was getting into a little bit of trouble um, and <laughs> Because I'm eleven year old, right? And I think that I was a little bit acting out because my parents were were in the U.S. and my two older sisters had moved to a different city to go to high school and to go to college. And so I I was I felt very lonely in in Mexico. I lived with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. I lived with my grandma. God bless the grandmothers. Yes, seriously. Like I don't know what we would do without grandmas. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're so amazing. Um, And my grandmother taught me so much and i miss her so much um but then so because i was getting into so much trouble my parents decided to bring me to the u.s and so then i came to live in san antonio texas when when i was 11 and it was it was a little bit of like a bittersweet moment because i was excited to finally live with my parents again and at the same time i was so sad about not being with my sisters not being with my grandma and my cousins and it was a really big change for me coming from like a town where i could run around everywhere and like not i I didn't have to like ask for permission like Mm -hmm. i would just go to a one aunt's house and then other ones and then to come in here and like living in a small apartment and not knowing any of my neighbors and just how different things are here Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Um, we were the same age around the same age when we moved i was nine I
1: was 12. was 12 I totally feel you because that's like the a- the age where you are already making your friends you have your like posse at school you already know them right you're becoming like a teenager at that time and in Mexico it's very different mm-hmm. I feel I always feel like the friends that you make at that age are your lifelong friends yeah because my friends from back then are still friends till this day and coming here it was such a shock mm-hmm. like nobody talks to you nor he really likes you girls yeah. like to jump you in school they want to jump me in school all the time. <laughs> and it's it's such it was horrible like i always felt like like I, I i when i first moved here i hated it because and i hated my dad and i hated everybody because i was yeah. like i want to go back because that's where you're already like forming those friendships mm-hmm. right like when you in mexico yeah absolutely so your
0: first book which is called my underground american dream which it's a bestseller
1: yes
3: mm-hmm
0: um take us through your journey of being undocumented to becoming a wall street executive because yeah. i know that's that's basically the meat of your
3: book yeah so my first, your book, first defi- book yeah your first so, book that's right my first book <laughs> uh, my 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 first book definitely focuses a lot more on my life as an adult and my life um being undocumented and and working at Goldman Sachs and becoming a vice president and so many of the challenges that as women of color we face in those types of industries. Um, So, you know, I became undocumented when I was 14. And I say became undocumented because when I first came to the U.S., I came with a visa, Mm -hmm. a tourist visa. And I think my parents had this idea that they were going to work and they were going to save enough money and then we were gonna go back and we were gonna live in the home that they s- supposedly came here for to mm-hmm. have money to build that house <laughs> Everybody. that's, that's Everybody's that's like dream. every Everybody. immigrant's dream 100%
0: right. Everybody it's like
3: they come here para la casa like for you know and that house by the way like it was never finished and no mm-hmm. one ever lived there and mm-hmm. like it's just this shell in Tasco that every time I look at it I like get so upset about it <laughs> but anyways um, I'm I'm gonna chime in here real quick
0: because where we come from in Oaxaca, there are to- there are towns. dozens of towns, there are ghost towns yeah. where mm-hmm. a lot of people have migrated to the U.S. With the same idea, right? right? Everyone comes for a year to five years. No one says, I'm going to go and live there. And you drive through these towns and you see these homes that you can clearly see they're built by someone <laughs> yeah. who lives here. Because American they have this home. They have these very like Beverly Hill-ish look. Yeah. <laughs> they're not the traditional homes. Yeah. But they're mostly unfinished. And yeah. they, they are all unfinished. It's yeah. a very few people that I know who I mm-hmm. know and whose homes I know are being built that are actually finished. And when I see when I say finished, I mean furnished, lived in, right? Mm-hmm. I don't just mean finished, like inside with right. the walls, yeah. But let's talk about um, your becoming undocumented when you were fourteen.
3: Yeah, um, so funny. I, I I think of these houses as like shells of dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just yeah. like shells of dreams. And um, anyways, yeah, it's a we can go we can we can go on forever about that. About yeah, that. exactly. But um, so when I when I was fourteen. Uh, And in both books, I talk about this, which is that I found out I was undocumented because my mom was like, we can't go to Mexico to have your quinceanera. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted to go to Mexico to have my quinceanera because I had wanted one since I was five and my sisters had one and they were beautiful and Mm -hmm. all I wanted was a quinceanera. And so I kept bugging my mom, like, mom, when are we going to go to Mexico? We got to start planning, like... I knew my parents' financial situation had changed a lot. And I was like, we don't even have to spend a lot of money. Like, I'll get padrinos and madrinas and like, yeah. I'll work. Like, we'll make this happen. You know, like, all I want is a dress. And like, I don't care about anything else. We can eat like sandwiches, tortas, whatever. Um, and then she like just blurted out, like, you can't go to Mexico because your visa expired and you can't go. And I didn't, That the weight of what she had just revealed to me did not sink in mm-hmm. at 14 years old. Like yeah, at 14 years yeah. old, all I heard was, you can't have this party that you've dreamt of. And I just felt like my parents were taking this dream away from <laughs> me and I hated them and I hated everything. And I stormed into my room and I cried all night about this party. And looking back on it, I'm like, wow, that was not even what I should have been crying about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Because my life was just about to get very difficult. It was about to... um it was about to change forever, and the course of my life changed forever in that in that moment of her revealing this to me. Um, it wasn't really until I was applying to go to college that I realized just how difficult my life was really going to be mm-hmm. now that I was yeah. undocumented, because it didn't matter that I was graduating the top five percent of my high school class, or that you know I was part of the National um, Honor Society, or that I was on the dance team, or like none of those things mattered. All it mattered is that I didn't have a nine-digit social security number, right? right?
1: Yeah, or even like drive, yeah, drive, right? I, I that's when I realized how like for me it was that at that point when I when I got my my white uh, explorer, explorer, mm. and then my parents were like, "Well, you need a license," and I was like, "Okay." And then I went to the to the TME, and I was like, "Hi, I'm here for my license," and they were like. Sorry, you can't. Like, mm. where's your social security? And your right. come And I was like, uh, wait, what? Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? That's yeah. when I realized that I was we were stuck here. <laughs> I think for me
0: it was when there were senior trips that we weren't allowed to go on. Yeah. You know, I grew up in LA and um, Tijuana is so close, and so many of my friends were like, we're just gonna go oh, down yeah. Sur- to a We're gonna. My dad was so. Hardcore. He wouldn't even allow us to go to San Diego because he had to cross San Never. Clemente. So we, I couldn't even go to San Diego. I couldn't even you go. go to the airport.
3: You are in jail essentially. Yeah, in here. Well, that's why Los Tigres del Norte. You
2: know, that's, that's
3: what they, mm-hmm. that's what they, uh they sing about a lot. Is yeah. this like golden cage, a jaula de oro? You know, and it's true. That is how you feel. You feel like. You are living in this beautiful place with beautiful things and access to opportunities that you can't even dream of. And at the same time, though, you can't leave mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. You can't. Because if you do, you can't come back. And 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 sort of that feeling of being stuck mm-hmm. is so true. That's how I felt, stuck. And fear. Yeah.
0: But let's talk about, you know, your upbringing. I think... Every mom's dream is to have, you know, a daughter who's in the top five percent in their class and <laughs> the dance team and all of these things. But what do you think set you and becoming a Wall Street executive VP? What do you think set you on that successful path? And what are some of the most valuable lessons that your parents taught you?
3: Yeah, you know, my my mom, um, she finished like sixth grade, mm-hmm. right? and my dad um, finished high school. And even though they didn't have and they didn't have a lot of education, they knew the value of education. And so from the time I was little, I remember my mom always saying to me, like, my job is to work, and your job is to do well in school. Mm -hmm. And so that was my job, right? My job was to do well in school. And so I took it very seriously, like, this is my job, and I got to do a good job. And, um, but a lot of it was also from seeing my parents and how hard they worked, you know, like, they had a silver business at the beginning, and then, I, as I mentioned, like their financial situation changed through a lot of stories that I that I share in in, in both books, and um, and then seeing them struggle to figure out, well, how are we going to make it financially now, right? And my mom figuring out that she could sell funnel cakes and that she could sell fajita tacos and aguas frescas at the festivals around San Antonio, and um, and just watching her figure things out mm-hmm. before there was google you know she couldn't just get on google and be like how do i make a funnel cake <laughs> no. like she had to somehow figure it out and she had to somehow figure out where to buy the machines and <laughs> the dough and how to get the permits and i think all of those lessons were things that helped me a lot in figuring things out mm-hmm. like sure i didn't have an, just a security number so maybe i couldn't go to college but like i was gonna figure something out you mm-hmm. know and i think that that's that's like the beautiful thing about being immigrants is that yeah. you figure it out because you have to and you've had to figure it out since you were a child, mm-hmm. you know, like many of us, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of your listeners and us in the room can relate to like becoming the adult and like having to translate things yeah. and like having mm-hmm. to help our parents navigate something that we don't even know yeah. how to navigate, but but we speak English now, so so you should So know. we have to. So you should know. Like, so. you know, filling out tax forms, like, you should know because you speak English, <laughs> yeah. you know? What am I
1: to say? It's so funny how things happen because yesterday we were, um, were moving all of our stuff and there was like a bunch of paperwork. And I was looking through all like 10 years of paperwork for my parents. And looking at all those things, and looking at old forms and old things, and and then realizing what you just said, like how did my dad do this? Like he had like, like he was that's why he was living in a highly stressful life. He he yeah. had like he had like a, he, counting everything. He had like ten companies or something like that, and then so I texted him right. I was like, Dad, like wow, I'm very like I'm I've never seen all of your work together in in a yeah. box of papers. And I was like. You have like you left some really big shoes to fill, you know. I'm like that's a lot of like pressure, and he was like, I just didn't. He honestly, he was like, I just didn't give a fuck. Like, I was
3: like, I oh, that's I didn't what know I we need. could
1: curse in this on this podcast. <laughs> you can curse. Yeah, that's what he told me, and I was just like, damn, like I envy that fearlessness mm-hmm. in him you know our parents how do they even do that like and we now we have Google and we have YouTube and we have all of this and we're like oh my god my life is so hard and looking back at everything my dad did on his own Um, Without speaking English Without speaking English Without any Like without having papers And then you know And then him just I always when people tell us How did you guys learn I'm like I don't know My dad was just like "Uh, You went to school right Okay go to accounting Okay you do this You do this right And then he just left us To figure it out I think that that was like uh, The biggest blessing That our parents gave us Yeah That that generation of people Yeah absolutely Yeah
3: It's funny because you know Like a lot of people Will think that because we don't speak English we are not smart yes. you know so like they true. think we're like dumb yeah. because we don't speak English That's so true. and it's Why? like it's it's be, I, I honestly think that it's because of their own ignorance yeah. and lack of understanding that that they feel like because you can't communicate with them that that means you're dumb that's what
0: well I was gonna say because they're racist <laughs> <laughs> put it in a very nicer way
3: um, <laughs> probably too man but it's like and it's, I think it's just about understanding that like well it's not that it's not that you know we're dumb it's that we're learning and yeah. like we're learning how to speak another language and by the time mm-hmm. we're done learning we're gonna be bilingual and yeah. we're gonna speak one more
1: language than you do you mm-hmm. know like, have you noticed the people that went then translate to somebody they're like be sick like very slowly like if they don't understand what they're saying like yeah <laughs> they're not, like, I'm I like I like, like, right, talk to me yeah. correctly but before I forget you were saying something about like
3: um, how our parents figure it out and like mm-hmm. they, I read something recently and I don't remember what like what page it was it was like one of those like power to Latina women Mm -hmm. Instagram pages. Um, I follow a bunch of those. And yeah, maybe it was like fears by me too. or something. I don't know. I don't remember which one it was, but it was, it was something about like behind every powerful woman, there is a mother telling her, ponte las pilas. (laughs) And I was like, yes, that is so true. Like, like, you know, my mom was always like, ponte las pilas, mija. Like, no, I
0: don't know be, how to translate my that. My dad would
1: be like,
3: mueve tus pinches nalgas. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. I was like, muevense. <laughs> dad, <laughs> dad, they need They
0: need subtle loving way that my parents yeah. spoke. The whole last thing, we never really no. got. But, I but get a it. version of that. But a version of that. But I know that's that. what he meant inside.
3: Right. <laughs> oh my God. He just wanted you to be successful.
0: The one, the one, the one phrase my dad learned real quick was, talk to my daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the one thing he knew how to say. When do you think that you experienced the most growth?
3: Hmm. I, I would have to say that it was during the 10 years I spent in New York mm-hmm. um, because I, I mean, I, I've been, I've been, quote unquote, on my own since I was 18, right? Because when I went to college, my parents moved back to Mexico and I and I talk about why that was um, in, in, in my adult book. Yes. Um, my, my young adult book, the Someone Like Me book, it ends when I go to college, so you don't Hear all these other stories, but but I—it's kind of like a prequel to yours. Yeah, in a way, it's a prequel. Yeah, um, but so I, I talk about like why my parents left, and so then you know, from the time I was eighteen, I was very much on my own. But but my sister was still in San Antonio, so and I was in school in Austin, so I still had family around. When I moved to New York, I mean, I moved there by myself right like I didn't I didn't have a single family member in New York I had some friends that were moving to New York with me um or we were moving to New York together for for our jobs but that was a really that was a really difficult time because not not only was I transitioning from being a college student to be to be being a professional working in a very very tough environment Mm -hmm. on Wall Street and sort of navigating all of those cultural differences of of learning how to how to be in that kind of professional environment um so that was one really big challenge that I was dealing with the other one was that I was still undocumented mm-hmm. right and sort of like all the time thinking about getting caught and someone finding out that I wasn't really supposed to be mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. and then the third element of it was you know getting my heart totally broken and destroyed by the person I was dating at the time and sort of feeling like the only person that knew that I was undocumented was this was this guy. He's the only person that I had trusted with this information. Um, and when he was gone, it was, it, I didn't know what to do. You know, I was like, oh my God, I'm like so alone in this. And then he, um, and I tell the story in the book, he he was like cheating and and I found out and so I was like, I'm gonna call the girl, who's this girl? You know, and, and in some ways I felt like um being undocumented like robbed me of my ability to feel the things that you're supposed to feel when your heart has been broken. Yeah. Because what he said to me was, if you call her, I will call INS.
1: <gasps> you listen, right?
3: So he threatened to call immigration on me. Jesus. And 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 I was like I mean i still I still
0: feel like
1: a el ojo mañana.
3: <laughs> you know i still I still get like of chills course. down my back because I'm like, how can someone do that to me, yeah. like not just like cheat on me, but also then use this information like against me? You know, for like this other girl, and yeah yeah, got yeah. it, like still gives me a stomachache, but um but so that was a really challenging time in my life was those those years that I spent in New York having to deal with all of these things that I'd never dealt with before, right becoming an adult and a professional and being heartbroken and 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 still like feeling like well i I gotta go, you know I'm not gonna it sound like I didn't go to work the next day, you know, like I still got up and I went to work you and had I had to kill it. and I had to kill it because when you're a woman of color, yeah. you don't have any room to mess up. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
3: that's so true.
0: At what point did you decide to write the book, and how was that journey? How did that come about? Yeah.
3: Um,
0: so, and then follow up with, why did you decide to leave your job in Wall Street? Mm-hmm, yeah. In New York, and move to beautiful LA.
3: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I remember writing in my journal um, at one of like the lowest points in my life, uh, one day I'm going to write a book and in telling my story, I'm going to help other people. And this is, this is in 2009 when I wrote this and then fast forward to 2016 when my book actually came out, it it was like such a big culmination mm-hmm. of something I, I dreamt of. Um, but I, I really decided that I was going to share my story because at that time is 2016 and it was when there was the whole, you know, election happening, the presidential election. I just felt like if I can maybe share my story, people will will see a different side of immigrants that they don't often see and I can help put a face to this issue of of undocumented people and of immigration. And in some ways I think that that did happen. Like I do think that that people f- see themselves in the stories that I shared mm-hmm. and Also, learn about the real experience of being undocumented and like why undocumented people don't just get in the back of the line and get documented and Mm -hmm. fill out an application because like there is no application for us (laughs) to fill out. So I think in some ways I did do that. Um, I actually decided to leave my job before I decided to write the book um, because I knew that once I shared all these things about my life, like I, there's no way that I was gonna be able to keep my job. Um, on Wall Street, and neither I didn't want to either. Like, I think I realized that making rich people slightly richer was like not Your like calling? my calling. Uh, <laughs> really? Um, yeah, you know, it was You'd uh,
0: be saving the world, <laughs> <laughs> people with
3: scholarships. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I that's what I wanted to share. And you, know, I think for this this new book, someone like me, I I wanted to write this book because I remember being in middle school and never reading a single book where the protagonist was someone like me. Mhm. There was never that's a book that I read sense, in yeah. school of like a Mexican American, Latina, undocumented immigrant, like a brown girl,
1: never. It was secret. It was like that doesn't, you know, it was like a hushed thing like nobody talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you couldn't say that's me. I'm undocumented. Yeah, I'm a I mean, documented. <laughs> right. Or even or
3: even just like a brown girl, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I never read those stories. And so I think that a lot of kids don't develop a love for reading yeah. because they they don't read any books that are interesting to them that speak
1: to their experiences. Yeah, you know Tell how, us a little bit... Oh, sorry. sorry. sorry I was going to say a quick story. I have a, I have a really good friend that... I, I think it was like two or three years ago. She was like, I want to talk... Like she actually invited me to breakfast. She was like, I want to tell you something, but I don't want your your image of me to change and I'm mm. like oh what, what happened like oh my god what did you, you do what did you kill Yeah, and she was like was oh, that I wanted to ask you information for an attorney because I don't I don't have papers mm. and I was like what <laughs> I was like well first of all all this time I really thought you did I mean I never like questioned it and I was like but who cares like it's okay I still like you <laughs> right like, you know but it's the shame mm-hmm. the shame like you know how you're saying that you were working and I remember every time something like th- that subject came up by anybody else like i felt like they were throwing a bucket of water and when i was just like oh my god let me just hide right here i don't want them to ask me like when was the last time you went to mexico and i'm yeah. like Ugh. like what's the right answer right it's such so much shame around that subject yeah so thank you for writing the book thank you for but yeah book. what i
3: really hope happens with this book is like that young readers like sixth seventh and eighth grade are so empowered by this story because they know that their stories are so important that there are books written about That's it. That's right. Yeah. You know? You like I'm so important that people write books about me. 100%. You know? yeah.
1: That's so
0: Tell us a little bit about your new book, Someone Like Me. And I know you mentioned a little bit about the stories that it has inside and why you did it, but can you give us a little synopsis, a little, you know, back cover?
3: Yeah. Born in the picturesque town. Yeah. of that. <laughs> That is literally how the back of the. I do love your (laughs) cover. Thank you. Yeah, it's me in the cheerleading outfit, being like the all-American girl. You know, that's really Mm -hmm. what what um what I want to portray in this book. Um, so, so I, so my underground American dream is the adult version of the book. Um, and uh, and I hope. Moms get the adult book and then buy the young adult version book for their children.
1: That's a good tip.
3: So So um, someone like me is really focuses on my experiences as an immigrant child. Mm-hmm. and is it written in the first person, It's written in the first person, yeah. And um, the first half of the book is in Mexico when my parents would leave to come to the US and me sort of feeling like, do my parents really love me when they leave me behind? And then Mm -hmm. realizing that it's because they loved me so much that they sacrificed Mm -hmm. so much that they left me behind. And then the second part of the book focuses a lot on... um, Coming to America and trying to fit into the definition that we have of what it means to be American, so like wanting to be a cheerleader and wanting to speak English and wanting to be popular so that I had friends, mm-hmm. um, and then also and also realizing that you know I could still be Mexican and be American like at the same time. So a lot of it is about fitting in. Um, so at the core of the book, it's really about family and love for family and the sacrifices that we all have to make to achieve our dreams.
1: That's so true. That's amazing. Thank you. That's
3: a, I can't. I I want to read that book. I feel like very. I mean, identified. I can read
0: both. We can read both. We don't yeah. have to read the adult version.
3: Yeah. No. Read both. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I I a lot of people who have read like um like the 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 some advanced copies um that like the publisher sends to people mm-hmm. so they can review it, people are like wow like this book is really um for all audiences yeah. and and it makes me so happy to hear that that adults still find it like really interesting and like a fast read but it's still accessible to young readers yeah that's great you know
0: yeah oh my gosh i love that
3: Great like holiday present too especially yeah. if it's already in the fall but you know what pre-order it buy yeah. it when it first comes yeah. out please because, you guys buy it this week yeah because you know i'm gonna be very unapologetic about what i'm about to say which is this like we've got to buy books that are written by latinas mm. because yeah. if, we want, if we want if we want if we want to have more representation mm-hmm. the it publishing. starts in, in but it first yes in the publishing world we've got to support the books that are out there that are written by latinas which then also translate into representation you know even like in hollywood yeah. right mm-hmm. because First, we have to have representation in the stories that are written, mm-hmm. and then those stories will make their way into 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 the movies and into the television shows, right? Like my first book, my Underground American Dream, is being developed into a television series. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's so cool! Um, yeah, I'm so excited about that. We've been working on it for a couple of years with America Ferrera. Um, but so if I hadn't written that book first, you know, and caught the attention of America, we wouldn't be at this yeah. stage. And right. so it starts really a seller. right, and it, and it starts with with these stories like why can't you know someone like me be a New York Times bestseller sure why not yeah you know that's what it I hope it will be yeah yes
0: yeah 100 no doubt it's <laughs> over Harry Potter <laughs> one last question and we'll go to break but if you could go back to that 11 year old girl who moved here from Tasco from the picturesque town of Tasco mm-hmm. what would you say to her
3: I would say to her, you're going to go through a lot, but you're going to be okay.
0: Mm. Thank you. With yeah. that, we'll take a break. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> hey, Super Mamas, Paulina and Brisa here. We just want to remind you to rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, follow us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Also, have you seen us rocking our Super Mamas swag? Well, we want you to join in. Use promo code SMPodcast at checkout on supermamas.com slash swag for 15% off your next order. Again, that's code SMPodcast on supermamas.com slash swag for 15% off. Okay, now back to the show. And we're back Mm -hmm. with the Supermama Tip of the Week. Después de una, una buena llorada. <laughs> <laughs> um before we get to the super picker tip of the week I want to plug the educational fund that you co-founded can you speak a little bit about that yeah
3: thank you so the ascent educational fund is a uh, scholarship and mentorship program for immigrant students regardless of their immigration status mm-hmm. okay. so um, a large percentage of the scholarships that we've given out have gone to undocumented students but some have gone to um, US citizen students who have parents who are immigrants mm-hmm. uh, Got it. because I, I even think you know kids who are born here but have parents mm-hmm. who are undocumented still experience a lot of the same um, a lot of the same feelings so in the past, um, six years, we've given out um, over four hundred thousand dollars in scholarship funds wow. to um, to about fifty students, and we are just starting into our seventh year. Um, so, if people want to want to want to support, they can support by going to ascendfundny.org, and you can support in a number of ways. You can, um, of course, give financially. That's always great. a tax deduction um but another way that you can support is you can help us to read applications so um you can help we last year we received 500 (laughs) applications which is so so many and we're so grateful for for all the applications that we received but we want to make sure that each application is read three times so that we can we can be very thorough Mm. in how Mm -hmm. we pick the scholars and and so that's you know 1500 times that applications have to be read and so we need volunteers to help us read applications. So that's another way you can volunteer. And then you can also volunteer to be a mentor to one of, the, to one of our, our, our scholars. So oh, those are three ways beautiful. that people can get involved. And
0: can people get involved just on the website?
3: Yeah. So if you go to ascendfund.org, um, there are, um, there's like a form that you can fill out to let us know that you want to volunteer, that you want to be part of the selection committee, or that you want to be part of um, the mentorship program.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. <coughs> see, see. Now let's move on to our Superman pick of the week. Pick, or, Pick
1: tip. or tip of the week. Should I go first?
0: Well, I think Julie Yeah, no,
1: you should go okay. first. Go first. Go first. I'm going to give a. It has nothing to do with education, but I think it's very, <laughs> it's very, it doesn't it's matter. It's very important. So a few weeks ago, I was talking to my best friend, and and she mentioned that her dishwasher caught on fire, oh, yeah, like I in the know. middle of the day with her kids in the house and everything. And I was like, what? Like I, and she was like, yeah, but thankfully I had my fire extinguisher. And then I mm. turned it off and I'm like, wait, what? You have a fire extinguisher at home? She was like, yeah, don't you? And I was like, uh, no. And then I text all my siblings. I'm like, do you guys have a fire extinguisher at home? They were like, no. I'm like, everybody should have a fire extinguisher at home uh we've talked about like emergency Mm -hmm. stuff but we i don't think we've ever said and i think it's very very important for us to have it i mean with children and and she but she did say have one and read the instructions because it takes you a little it takes a couple of steps (laughs) to turn it to turn it on feel like ah yeah Yeah, so she said when you you get it read the instructions and you know have it somewhere you know accessible because you know I didn't even know that I just watched her king cut on fire. So imagine that like, she has three kids. I have three kids. And imagine if she didn't have that, that would have been like.
0: Everyone has three
1: kids. You guys on the three kids, three kids club. I know. I'm going to make a three, three K, three K, three K. But yeah, we should, everybody should have one. Please get yourself a fire extinguisher. Order an Amazon today, please. 100%. I That's should do, do that tip. today. Yeah,
3: I have a fire extinguisher at my house. See, yeah, I have have it in my room because the way that my the way that the house is laid out, like if there was a fire outside of my room, there would be nowhere to go.
0: You know, there's not an exit from the
3: room. There's only like one exit, and so I I had this fear that like, what if, what if there's a fire and then I'm like trapped in my room. And so I bought a fire extinguisher, and we have it. And so we smart. have it in our room. Yeah, I
1: didn't cool. even think about it. So you that. should
3: have one in multiple rooms. You know, have yeah, one in your have, room yeah. and by, have one in the, ones, yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. For no, to, that's because
0: Angelica walking out like <laughs> shut <she's laughs> her room with her fire extinguisher in front of her.
1: That's <laughs> right. Follow me, Fernando. <laughs> do you have? A, do you also have like uh, what do you call it? Uh, natural disaster supplies. So
3: I have started to put one together, uh, but. But my husband and I disagree on where we should keep this yeah. um, thing because I, I think that you know there's, it would be good to have one in the car, like in case we need to get away.
1: We should have a backpack in the car or, and
3: right. So that's what we need to do. We just need to have two because then he's like three.
0: Does he have
3: a car? He has a car. Yeah.
0: Well, the two cars.
3: Right. Yeah. So then three. Three.
0: Two cars and one
3: home. Yeah, that's
0: what gotta we gotta be have. prepared. Yeah, yeah. That's we, what have. What
1: we have we, we have that's the great. backpacks and we have. Also, I was say like,
0: the other day. We went somewhere with Fernanda to visit the site plan, and it was pitch dark, and I was like, not to worry. I have a uh, <laughs> flashlight in my car in my survival kit. So She even has that thing for the hat. Uh, the uh, head, hat. like a head. <laughs> so she I'm has like, a headlight. That's like... in my house. That's in my house. Anyway, uh... Do you have a pick or a tip that you would like to share anything you're loving right now? It could be anything. It could be a television show, it could be an app, it
1: could be a book. Of a course, use your book. On your skin. Yeah. Beautiful skin. Thank
3: you. Um so definitely buy my book. Yeah. Yes. And if you're in LA, if you're in LA, uh September 22nd, uh it's going to be the the launch of my book mm-hmm. at the beautiful. Historic Last bookstore in downtown L.A. Beautiful. And friend of Super Mamas, Patty Rodriguez, yes. is going to be in conversation with me. Beautiful. Um, so she's going to be asking me questions. And so please come out to that. Um, but And people can RSVP that and then buy their book yes. to get that ticket, right? Yes. And
0: where can they RSVP?
3: So if you go to my website, Julisaarsa.com. Um, there is a link there with all the information about the book, uh, links where you can buy the book, and, and all the details about all the events that I'm doing in New York. and order today. Pre order to today. today. New York
0: Times bestseller.
3: Yes. Woo! Um, but one thing that I'm loving that has nothing to do with books or uh-huh. anything um, is uh, my NARS highlighter. Oh, yeah. I okay.
1: can see that. I
3: am in love with it. <laughs> I am in love with it. But so, like, What's every day, um, uh, it's called Ibiza. Okay, Ibiza. so it's the Ibiza highlighter, and I love it. Is it but powder you, or cream? It's a it's a powder. Mm-hmm. It's just like a h- highlighter. Um, but you were asking me about like my skin. So like my mom, my, my mom always tells me that the worst insult you can make to yourself is to go to bed with a with a dirty face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wash my face like religiously every night, no matter how late I get home. I will take my makeup off. No matter
0: what state you come home. No
3: matter what state I come <laughs> home, I will wash my face and i will um you know i wash it with just like a vino stuff and then i use like ponds night cream mm. um so it's like nothing like crazy or expensive uh but but i but i think the i think the secret is to be consistent and yeah. like yeah. whatever product you're using like actually use it every day yeah you have um, amazing skin thank you
0: yeah you have great it's like glowing i know thank, thank you, you. Yeah.
3: I'm also, like, newlywed, so I think I'm ah, also, like, hey. you know, happy. Hey, 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 okay. All right,
0: okay, now, okay, now I get
1: it. Uh, that natural flush you have going. Ya
3: me sacaron, ya me sacaron el rojo de los <laughs> cachetes. <laughs> what? Por favor. Polina's
0: <laughs> just, <laughs> like, a horny... 100%. She is, like, the one. We always kid because she's always like, oh, she's always saying, oh, my God, you guys, we're the Kardashians. I was like, no, we're not. I was, she's like, I'm like, well, if anybody was to have a sex tape out there in the world, 100% it's Paulina. 100%. If any sex tape get, if like, at one point, we're like, a sex tape got leaked. I'm like, of course, Paulina's.
1: I can either accept or deny that. <laughs> I mean, I just. Listen.
0: Let's not get to the other story. (laughs) Okay, let's come on, stop it. Okay. Uh, My pick, my tip. Oh, okay. Mine's going to be nothing to do with, (laughs) I guess it kind of relates to fire. Okay. In your kitchen. (laughs) The new appliance that I'm obsessed with my toaster oven. Ah. Do you have a toaster oven?
2: I don't have
3: a toaster oven either.
0: You don't have a toaster?
3: I don't even have a toaster.
0: Well, here's the thing. You don't have a toaster? No. Well, you have a toaster? I have a toaster. I don't understand people that have toasters. (laughs) Like, I don't understand people that have... I can understand people without toasters. I get it. You don't need one. People with toasters, I don't understand. Get a toaster oven. Like, you're going... Okay, so a toaster takes up space (laughs) in your counter. Right. Which is precious real estate. Okay? Your counter is precious. You better love everything you have on your counter. (laughs) a toaster isn't something that you can just put underneath that toaster lives in your counter yeah right it's not something that you're like oh let me put it away when i'm not using it no you use it every single day yeah yeah, almost so if you have a toaster why won't you just use that same real estate and use a toaster oven that you can use you can put your 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 bread there and it can toast it
3: mm-hmm. but
0: then it can also heat up your any 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 food that you have and it can roast vegetables it could bake it could make pizza you can make little like little cakes mm-hmm. I mean you could do everything in a because to- a- it's an oven and a toaster hence toaster oven
3: <laughs> so
0: I never sure. understand people that have toasters to me I'm like I, I don't get it why
3: <laughs> is it faster a toaster than a
1: toaster oven
0: well mine toasts perfectly at exactly five five minutes so I don't mm. know five
1: if- minutes a bread in there for five minutes I mean that's like you know super crunchy, yeah. What toaster is like thirty seconds and that's it? I have three kids. Are you serious? Thirty
0: seconds.
1: It's super fast. I'm going
0: to. It is
1: super fast. (laughs) It
0: is super fast. Maybe you think it's super fast. Okay, three minutes. It takes three minutes to toast something. But I do, you know. I, now, I am not going to start arguing with you over but, this. All I'm saying is that you were wasting precious real estate, and you would eat better if you have a toaster oven on top of your. I was, counter when oven. I've
3: stayed at some Airbnbs that have toaster, toaster ovens, ovens. I do think, man, I really want one. Yeah, yeah. No, I because I'm one. like, oh, this like the food comes out so much better than like Good. a microwave. I yeah. don't have a microwave, but then don't. you don't put it in the oven, so it doesn't. I take use us my long oven all the time. Mm. I use my oven, oven.
0: A I mean, I have, so sometimes, well, I use my oven, but sometimes when I'm cooking a lot of things, I can use both at the same time. Oh, that's true. You know, mm. no, I'm gonna no, put no, that on my totally registry. Right. I will say, it's the I'm best gonna put a toaster
3: oven in my should. registry. Yes,
0: oh my yes. god, yes! So the one that I love, that I love, that you should put on your registry because you're getting married, so you totally should. Yes. And also, holidays are coming up. Breville has an incredible toaster oven. B r e v i l l e. That's the one I have. There's like a super swooped one. I have like the not like that one i have the one before it which is still great but the other one is like the rolls royce of toaster ovens so (laughs) breville is incredible i don't
1: have that one I have the Lexus, not the Rolls Royce. <laughs> God, it! I'm gonna Do go ahead and get the Honda. I- <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say. I just have a toaster. <laughs> so I'm not well, even Well, it's not even.
0: I mean, the difference. The difference in the price and a toaster. Okay, I'm not
1: gonna go. No, I'm just not into appliances. Like I've, I just realized the other day that I had the same plancha for like six years. I'm like, uh, I do a don't care about, I don't care about a plancha. <laughs> I don't even iron
0: my clothes. My plancha was already,
1: was already was dirty, Andre. Like. I don't
0: remember the last time I ironed my clothes. I I my husband iron. ironed his suits every day. That's what I'm saying. But you need I, a good plancha. Well, that's up to him to buy it.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> do you use a plancha? No. Right, I like, have a... um. Steam steamer. A steamer. That's what you should. See, well, that's like, you're like, why would you have a,
0: an iron when you can have a steamer, right? Right. Why well, would no, you have a toaster <laughs> when you can have a toaster oven? <laughs> makes sense. That's I'm exactly convinced. how I am convinced. <laughs> also, side so, you note, know, just going back into the toaster oven situation again. <laughs> the best way to cook your bacon. Oh. Don't hmm. ever cook your bacon in a skillet. That's not the way you should cook bacon. It's PSA. Put your bacon in your oven. That's why toaster oven is so much better because it's just on top. I feel like a lot of people don't cook as much because they feel like your oven is a lot more
3: "quote unquote" work. I love my oven. You know, I love baking stuff because you well, just put it in there, and forget about well, it. Well, then I you know. will, okay.
0: So then, put get a sheet pan, put your bacon strips in there. If you want to go crazy, drizzle some like uh, garlic flakes on top of it. Put it in the oven at four hundred for twelve minutes. You will have the perfect bacon See, strips. I would do that.
2: I do that. I'll, I'll do you that. You will have
0: the most perfect bacon strips. No need put it in the skillet what kind and of then bacon? wash any, any bacon that's up to you to decide well, you still have to huh. wash the sheet where you put the
1: bacon inside the oven no?
0: so if we use a toaster oven the sheet is smaller so there's less to wash <laughs> okay hmm, I'm
3: convinced
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go do this I'm, I'm gonna go put, not
0: sponsored by the I'm way. gonna go
1: home and throw away my toaster
3: <laughs> yes
0: please do us <laughs> donate <online>. it donate <laughs> it donate it goodwill <laughs> She's not. She's gonna keep her toaster. <laughs> and have a toaster. She's oven. gonna have her toaster and her toaster oven next, next to it. I know her. No. Next
1: episode you gotta give us an update. Yeah. Okay. I will. No, no, I, I I mom had a toaster oven and I loved it. I just I don't know, I just never got it. I don't know why. I cut I had another But you bought a to- but you bought a toaster. Because my kids love bagels. You can put a bagel <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Enough. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too much airtime about this story. Too much room. precious uh,
1: real estate real airtime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Thank Julissa. you For, for having those me. This is so that much want fun. to follow you, julisaarse.com and then what's your Instagram, what's your Facebook, what's your social media? How can people stalk you?
3: Yes. Uh Julisa Arce on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's J U L I S S A A R C E.
0: Any last words for our super mamas? Out there.
3: Or for non-moms. We have a lot of non-mom listeners too, by the way. You know what? I'm really glad because I know I said this three times already, but like I really thought that like I would have to have a kid to be part of the Mamas <laughs> <laughs> thing no, and no, I no, was no. like, oh, I got to have a kid soon <laughs> and then I can go to like the super Mama's social and the night out come and it looks so us, much fun, yeah. but now I'm going to come anyways. Because um, I've been on the podcast and so I feel yeah, like I yeah. can come. You're part um, of the family now. Yeah, but you know what I really want to say, to the to, 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 especially to the moms, is thank you. Because mm. I wouldn't be here. De nada, Julissa. ¿Qué te puedo decir? Yeah. Prisa,
1: she was like, having like a really deep I was,
3: was about to have a moment. But di cuenta que es puro puro desmadre aquí. No, 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 no. Please, go ahead. No, but what I really want to say to the moms especially is thank you. Because I wouldn't be here without my mom, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, even now, like, my mom will be like, uh, Mija, like, oh, do this to sell more of your book, or do that, like, she still has so many ideas, you know, my mom's 65 years old, and, like, she still has so many dreams for herself, and yeah. for her kids, and she inspires me all the time, and I know that, you know, for for moms that might be feeling this way, like, I know that, that there were times when my mom felt frustrated by me, and like, I could, like at times I was like a difficult child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to say thank you to the moms and also, you know, be patient with your kids because, um, because it is hard being a kid. Like it's hard being a teenager and just remember like when you were a teenager and be yeah. patient with your kids. That's true. Oh, but thank, thank you for everything you do for us. Thank moms.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Thank you. For coming. Thank you. Hey, sisters, thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on supermamas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter also at underscore supermamas and in the face at supermamas podcast